For those of you listening, let me tell you what Fitz is doing. He's doing a little dance, and he's jumping up and down, and I think he looks happy. For those of you watching, you already saw the dance, so I don't have to go into any more details. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, happy post-Thanksgiving, everybody, and welcome to episode number 187 of the RC Round Table. That's us. It is 187, right? It's that. That's yeah. what I said. That's us. Okay, you're <laughs> RC Round something. Table. <laughs> like, yeah, wrong. you made a, a funny look when he said that number. <laughs> yeah, don't It's my don't job to throw you guys off. Freaking yeah. <laughs> me out. We ran yeah. out of fingers and toes a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Damn base 10 mathematics. All right. So <laughs> that snarky guy is Terry Dunn with his uh, Howdy. toes. <laughs> and that, the number whisperer is Lee Ray. <laughs> Mr. Interruptus. I'm going to change my uh, name. <laughs> Interruptus muchus. Tonight, my name uh, is Captain Sweatpants. For those of you listening. Do you care uh, to explain that? Fitz, you know Captain Sweatpants, don't you? Accessing. Accessing. Really? There's nobody nobody no. knows? Captain's, no, sorry. He's a character on Big Bang Theory. Oh. oh I haven't he's seen all, that much of Big Bang Theory. He's always in the comic book store. <laughs> he's always got his sweatpants on. Oh. They actually have a name that's, for him? That's, that's his name, Captain Sweatpants. Oh, okay. And that's how I feel after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I take it everybody over eight in a glorious way. We ate very well. I don't know about you guys, but I... I've talked about this on several episodes, so for those of you new to the RC Roundtable podcast, I brine my turkey. I put it in a big bag with spices and lots of salt, I guess, because <laughs> that's what really what it means. And it sits overnight, and yeah, you cook that sucker, and boy, it was really good this year. So nice yeah, and juicy. Good. It may not look good on the outside. I can never make my turkey look like a Martha Stewart, you know, <laughs> display. It's not... You know, the legs are awful looking and they're, it's all patchy, <laughs> but, but dang, that turkey breast was good. So that's all that matters. should probably use a special effect anyways. Spray paint. <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> CGI. This is, this, is, this is turkey well done. <laughs> so for your brine, you just get a five-gallon bucket and scoop some Galveston Bay water? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah really. No, I go to the salt mines in Russia. <laughs> That's where uh, I get my... No. <laughs> highly recommend it. The... Highly recommend it. What do you guys do? What do you guys do for things for Turkey Day? Well, we did no turkey at all this year. My kids had complained about traditional Thanksgiving meals the last few years. So we did uh, kebabs on the grill instead. And thankfully, it hadn't snowed here yet on Thanksgiving Day. So I was able to fire up the grill and we had very delicious kebabs. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. Is it like you guys eat turkey a lot or something? Or I don't know. It's not. Usually just uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they complained about it enough that we we changed gears, but we told them Christmas we're having turkey. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Their lives are so hard. They have to do it. really. Now, Fitz is going to tell us he had sushi. <laughs> Uh no, there's some spring rolls though. Uh, but no, we had we had turkey. We usually gather with family. I have some family across town, so uh, they usually have something in one of their houses, 
And so it's, it's almost a potluck kind of thing. Everybody brings something. And so it was pretty good. And I had some relatives come in from out of town that uh, don't usually see. So it was just a nice, quaint thing. Small oh. scale, but nice. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of what our show is. It's yeah, exactly. Everybody brings a little something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And speaking of bringing something, I guess we got a bunch of stuff to bring today, right? I think so. I guess we haven't uh, talked about new products in a while. Let's jump into that. I see we've got a couple of new things that popped up the past couple of weeks or so. What do or, we want to start with? Or stuff we want to talk about. Well, I'm already plugging it up on the screen, so tell us what we've got, Fitz. Okay, first thing up is the uh, FMS has an F86, 80 mms fan size. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's been popping up. It's got some neat features. One of the first things you notice is it's got working air brakes that pop out the sides. That was kind of neat. Uh, it looks like there's two libraries, sort of. Is one like the Blue Angel? Wait, Blue Angel, inter- interrupt us here. Mr. Mister, <laughs> interrupt us here. <laughs> this is where we ask the question to our, our listeners and viewers. Is it livery or livery? <laughs> Terry says livery. Fitz and I say livery. <laughs> livery sounds something you eat. <laughs> Just my cousin Clearly says, says paint job. <laughs> paint job. <laughs> you can continue, but that, y'all can all ponder that while you're listening and send us uh, an email. Contact at rcroundtable.com. <laughs> all right. So uh, a couple of things I noticed is sequencing doors. Um, I saw a video of it. sounded really nice. That was like a great sound to it. Just two paint schemes, uh, yellow and silver, and a blue and silver, or red, white, and blue, silver. I, that was a demo team, right? The Sky Blazers? I was wondering about that. Is it some sort of demo, or was it an early uh, Thunderbird? It was a pre-Thunderbirds demo team. Oh, okay. I think so. Uh, drop tanks. Sounds good to me. Yeah, there's been a lot of chatter about this on at least Facebook on the different EDF groups. Mm-hmm. I, not being part of that crowd, I'm not really sure what the huge attraction for this one is. Um, but people seem very excited about it. And some people seem to have them in hand. I haven't seen any flight reports yet, but I suspect they're not far away. Yeah, I was curious. I wasn't really sure if they were shipping yet or just a few people got some pre-productions or influencers. I don't know what's going on, but uh, according to their website, they are for sale. So maybe you can get them directly from the factory. I'm not sure. For uh, how much? Uh, 500 4, $4.99, I think yeah. I saw it. Now, you know what I like? I like them reusing. Like, there is some factory that just had tons of no longer used DB9 serial connectors, and they've incorporated them into the wing. Do you see this? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, the wings plug into a DB9 connector. I, I love it. It's like, that's old school. So I'm waiting for the plane that uses a, a Centronics parallel connector. Oh, man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, man. Bring it on. Uh, that's that's when you got a few extra servos. The one that. connector that connects all. See, I was going to ask if it was VGA or EGA, but you went to Centronics on I remember there was an article back in the day, pre 2.4 gigahertz radios, where uh, somebody came up with an idea to use DB25 connectors. You could have one radio system and you just transferred the receiver between planes with the uh, DB25. So all your servo connections were on that connector. So you just make that one plug connect and you're good to go. Oh, like a quick change for your receiver? Yeah. And then, of course, you. I assume you would have manual trims. You would have to change all that, but yeah. 
I thought it was very clever at the time. It's yeah, not a bad idea. I guess, uh, would the antenna be with that? No, I guess you'd still have oh, the no. antenna separate. Do so, yeah. It's not a bad idea. I mean, we had model memory radios before 2.4 gigahertz, so that, that seems like a completely reasonable thing to do. Well, I think the the big draw was because transmitters and receivers are so expensive, you don't have to buy one for every plane. You can Right, right. So yeah, if, if cost was your biggest concern, you probably weren't going to have a fancy model memory. Uh, oh, that's a good point. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember way back, I used to put little little stickers on my transmitter. So when I changed radios, I knew where the trims were. Right. That's funny. <laughs> and marked the trim position. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, back to the Sabre. We got 48-inch wingspan, 46-inch length. Uh, what kind of battery? I, I take it a six cell. I don't see it here. Let me look. Hundred amp speed controller. Do you see the battery size? I didn't see it. Uh, scroll back up to the top. It well, it looks good servos. in terms of scale outline. It seems pretty accurate. Seems pretty good. Maybe we need to get uh, Chris Walt to see if the landing gear looks good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see motor. Uh, there it is. Uh, six cell, four to fifty-five hundred million power. Okay. All right. That's about normal. Okay. Well, uh, it's an F-86. Those seem to be popular planes. Um, my club president has one he flies the heck out of. Not this particular model, but. Oh, okay. Oh, libels. Yeah, libel has one. He's, oh, yeah. thing is, he's been to hell and back, and he still flies it. He does. He flies it like he stole it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, did I? the only time I've ever had an F-86 model was a little one that um, – Great planes. Uh, great planes just to sell. Yeah. You don't have yours anymore. Uh, no, it it meant its demise on a bad launch. Um, oh, I still have mine. That little two cell thing, the ultra yeah, micro. Yeah. yeah. I've got one of those new in box and probably enough parts to make another one. So. I they fly pretty well. Yeah, um, it was a nice little plane. You just had to be careful hand launching. You could get into that that death stall powered stall thing that. F-86s were known to get into. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because at first I didn't like flying it because of the launch, but once I realized I could just hand launch it at half throttle and it just kind of sat there, it was it was much easier to take off. That's maybe that's key, yeah, to launch it at half throttle instead of full. Yeah, you don't need full throttle on launch. It was really good. But yeah, Lee, can great. you find a picture of the nose? Yeah, sure. So that's the thing with these early era jets that had the small intakes. Uh, yeah. Traditionally, RC models of them have these huge, largemouth bass, out-of-scale yeah. intakes. This it's one looks pretty it. good. It's the, weird. I'm clicking on the nose, but uh, it's giving me uh, a <laughs> oh, bad Maybe yeah. not click on it. Yeah. So that's, if you look closely, it looks like a good chunk of the landing gear sticking inside the nose. Right. right. That's so hard, that though. obscures the ducting, I guess. But you can see all the cheater holes at the bottom. See this picture? Uh, I can't see it. Yeah. Near the leaning edge and the trailing edge, there's a bunch Let of Let me try some other photos here. Okay. I think there was another gallery down here, if you are patient with me. But I think that's a good trade-off of having cheater holes for a scale intake. I remember I had a... Well, there's your nose. Yeah. Yeah. It, that looks pretty good. It, it may be a little larger than the scale. I don't know, but it doesn't jump out at you like a lot of Yeah. <laughs> I had an F-86 about this size. It had uh, built-up wings and a fiberglass fuselage. And a hundred millimeter fan actually that ran on six cells, oh, wow. but it the the inlet was just so oversized it looked ridiculous. It flew fine. It just didn't look like a, a very accurate scale profile. It just looked terrible. Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know if I'd say terrible, but you know, it was, there were obviously some concessions made where I don't know if I would say that with this mm. one. And yeah, I see the cheater holes in the belly now. Two sets. <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. Makes me wonder yeah, if there's whatever. any air that goes in the nose at all. All <laughs> cheater holes. <laughs> so I also wonder if that means it's okay off of grass. Are you just going to suck all the grass in through the belly? I don't know. Good question. Mulch yeah, it off the back. It looks like it sits high. Look how tie that, tall that gear is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but that nose gear is just going to fling it up. I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough if people oh. think they can fly it off grass. Looks like it's got a bunch of extra lights on it, on the nose gear. and It has abundant tail. LED light effects. <laughs> you can fly it at night. Yeah, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, all right, cool. So, right, well. Fitz, there's one on the way to you? I don't know. I honestly have no idea, but uh, I hope so. We'll find out in the fullness of time. All right, is, cool. is this on your wish list? It'd be nice to to try it out. I, like I said, I never had a big F eighty six, and I like the. It's got gimmicks. I like gimmicks. If only, <laughs> if only Fitz had fans, like crazy, radical followers that would say, "Hey, he'll like me if I buy him this." Oh yeah, when they just showed that video of it taxing, you could see how obscured the nose intake is with the landing gear. Bang! Mm. That's. Yeah, like that. It looks choked down a lot. That's significant. <laughs> yeah. I'd be curious to see if there's any. All right. You know, it just reminding me, years and years and years ago, there was a guy, when I worked at a hobby shop in my youth, there's a guy came into the shop with an F-86 and uh, old glow-ducted fan days. And one of the neatest thing, though, is he had sort of blow-in cheater holes in the nose. Oh, yeah. So they were spring loaded. And so I, that's the first thing I noticed. Like, what are these things? He goes, Oh, well, when you're low speed, the fan can suck in extra air by pulling in these doors, you know, you know as cheater holes. But when you get up to speed, they kind of self spring back out to so keep the profile. I thought well, that was a pretty clever. Uh, but yeah. I don't recall ever seeing that on electric ducted fans. That was. Well, it's a passive system, right? So yeah, there's no passive. reason it couldn't work. Yeah, I don't see why not. But just thought it was mm-hmm. interesting. I never, nobody ever did anything like that. Don't full scale, some full scale jets have that or had? I don't know. Maybe that's something they had covers that they could open up and close the main inlets so FOD doesn't get in them. Like uh, MiG 29, I think, can do that and some other ones. Hmm. Uh, um, I thought there were some like first or second generation jets that had doors just like you're talking about that would open up to let in some extra air when needed. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure some of our listeners could send us a message. Yeah, all you historians contact, out there. Contact at rcroundtable.com. Tell us uh, what uh, any American early jets that had, or any jets that had blow-in doors mm-hmm. like that. I'd be pretty curious just to know. Yeah. If you know, tell us. Uh, all right. So, um, and also, Rising Hobby had uh, some new stuff. A UMX Waco. <laughs> no, a Waco. No, we go Waco. Two okay. strikes. Try again. You t- you tell me. Waco. That's just what I said. I just said Waco and Waco. 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 Just think Taco. Waco. That's it. Right, okay, so they have that. a UMX Taco, spelled with a W. Better fly S3X than safe than normal stuff. This kind of truck I did. I thought this was pretty classy, actually, pretty snazzy. 
being um, a small 2S or 3S compatible um, biplane. It comes with two libraries, which I didn't realize until I saw it at the hobby shop. There's a yellow and a white. And what's funny is I uh, look at the video. He was doing hoverbatics with it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the ailerons are outside of the prop wash. You would- yeah, I was like, how does yeah. that even work? But it was just, just hovering it, doing torque rolls. So yeah. maybe just naturally just torque rolls. You can't get yeah, out that, of it until you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty nice looking. I thought that was pretty pretty classy. Now, is this one a reboot of an earlier version? I was going to ask you guys if they had another one like that before. I couldn't I remember. I think so. Wasn't there a blue and white one? Like overall white with blue? Maybe I'm... Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I actually don't remember. Like it's got ailerons on all four wings. That's nice. Yeah. Seems pretty nice. Yeah, I agree. Looks like fun. Yeah. A nice little backyard little park flyer, literally. Yeah, there is in the hoverbatics. <laughs> Updated and upgraded. That would suggest that there was a previous Okay. Version. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they had a blue Whoa. white one. Yeah. That snap roll? Snap roll? Yeah. I think that was a snap roll he did with it. Oh, yeah. Something. Lumshabak? I don't know. Yeah, it pretty, it's pretty sprightly for, yeah, life is good. Do they show Do they show <laughs> any indoor flying? Uh, I didn't get that far in a video, so I don't know. Hmm. I think right. Machinchi's going to fly everything. I think that's his goal. Is that who that was? Yeah, uh-huh. only Machinchi. <laughs> cool. All right, so which yeah. scheme do you prefer? I like the white and red, personally speaking. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Although I think the yellow would probably be easier to see. Yeah, I agree. Probably a little easier to see, but it's a little garish for me. I like that. I'll go with white and red. Please. Oh, no. Whenever I, sc- I built a playing a kit, I usually painted it white and red. It was sort of my signature color. Oh, not just because that was the only color you had? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I thought it was it was a sport plane. It was using scale because I used four colors, or plain would be red. It was sort of my signature colors. I just like I just like the contrast and the general look of it. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's good to see. Oh, it's on pre-order, so it's out next shipment November. That's this month. But there's some in hobby shops now, right? Uh, yeah. There was some. Uh, my local hobby shop had a couple, although it didn't say what color. For some reason. It says on the box it's supposed to be checked, but it wasn't, so oh. it was random, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are out already, so maybe it's just the first batch got sold out. Which I'm not surprised. Right. It's pretty nice to complain. Well, good oak. Any last thoughts? One sixty. One hundred and fifty nine ninety nine. That is sixty dollars. So That's who's gonna pull the trigger on that? Biden Biden Fry. Mm, don't know. I think it's cool, but uh it's not one. I'm dying to have right away. So, yeah, same. same. I yeah. wouldn't mind having one at all, but yeah, I'm going to jump out and grab one. I got other stuff. I'm sure somebody in my club will have one, so I'll wait till I have a chance to see it firsthand or maybe even fly one before I commit. So, speaking of that, we. Yeah, I'm we, sure it'll be pretty popular. Hope it is. We talked about the SR71 right. on the show, but well, Fitz and I yeah. had a chance to see. One fly or two fly at best. A couple of them, yeah. Did it yeah. change your mind, Fitz? People. Um, I don't know if I want to change 
it's pretty much what I expected. It flew really well, but it was also flying silhouette. So yeah, you couldn't see it. <laughs> it was very, very difficult to see. Yeah. I had to like paint mine into like a YF-12 or something like that just to get some color contrast, which is, if you remember, that's silver that's black. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's got a lot of silver on it. So it's a little more, uh, but it seemed to fly quite well and pretty zippy. Better than I thought, actually, for considering the big the intakes are occluded by those big cones and stuff. So. Yeah. So I I haven't asked this before, and this is for our listeners because we don't we don't always do this. We we have rarely done a three view, and I mean rarely is and it's been a while. <clears throat> but I thought the the Cub was a a nice three view that we did the electric Cub. That was a long time ago. But yeah. what we have not done is when we talk about new products. And it's, it kind of reminds me of Siskel and Ebert. I don't know if we've ever done like a thumbs up, thumbs down response to all of them and then tracked all that. I don't feel like going back through 186 episodes <laughs> to go through all the models we've ever reviewed and talked about. But I think it could be interesting if it's something we pursue in 2024 that for every time we talk about one of these models, we keep track. We have a chart on our website or something. It's like, you know, here's the plane, you know, Terry's thumbs up, Lee and Fitz are thumbs down. And, and then the next question is who bought one? who actually purchased it so well that was my first thought when you said this because you're talking about reviewing something that we probably haven't touched or even seen in person correct yeah so do we keep track of it so we can let people know it's like okay wow lee was a thumbs down but he has one now or you know all three of them liked it's an all three bought it and I would say like the Arrow Commander is probably a good example because we all reviewed it. We all seem to like it. You two guys bought one and then eventually Ryan got one secondhand that, you know, was pretty beatly, pretty beat up, but we got a great deal at the SCOBY swap meet. And so we still have it. Maybe we do something like a first impression review and then an uh, actual flight review or something like that. Or if only they would just give us each a plane to review. It's you mention that because I've been thinking on my own review channel is, is if I should come up with some sort of quick um, reference review guide, like um, like a summary that would yeah. that would rank a couple of set of points, like looks, handling, and ease of assembly or something like that, you know, and I have a scale, you know, a fit scale. I ranked just playing uh, uh, four Fitzes out of five. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many Fitzes are, or what do you call it? Uh, relate or train? Uh, what do you call? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, is it like twenty twenty Lees to one Fitz? What's the ratio? Conversion factor? The conversion. Yeah, I was like, what do you, how do you convert Fitzes into Terries and Lees? But uh, I, I mean, if if we made it simple, it would probably be: Do you like or dislike it? Or is this is this a thumbs down or thumbs up? So real quick, just for fun, on this Waco, uh, Waco Taco for for Fitz's assistance, uh, for just looking at it and yay, you like the plane, nay, you don't. What do you? What's your vote? Oh, I have to say yay. Terry? Yeah, or, I'm a thumbs up. I okay. assume I would like it if I had I, one here. And I'm a thumbs up too. I think it's cool. Now the next one is, are you going to go out and buy it? I've already answered that. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to wait and say, wait and, and see mode. And I'm a no. <laughs> so oh. there you go. <laughs> no, we like, should clarify. Just because we say no doesn't mean we don't like it. It's just, you know, we have well, priorities. Too, we all right? agree that we liked it. I'm just saying I'm not, I don't have no desire to own one. So I mean, maybe that's the 
Maybe like, that's this part is, of the score. This is the only biplane I've ever flown oh, that I've yeah. really, really enjoyed. That's right. That so the e-flight pit. So I've just, yeah. I really want to take care of that because that's, that's been a joy to fly. But this, uh, you know, if someone let me have it and I flew it indoors, I'd probably do it, but I don't think it, I would need it on my shelf. And then now we can go back to the F-86. Yeah, I like it. It's cool looking. Am I going to go out and buy one? No. <laughs> so, and then maybe we can have a little note section and like little Lee's mini review, Terry's mini review. What would be in there? Um, I'm not spending $500 on another plane because my wife said so. Oh, just a, a <laughs> There's my note. <laughs> a little asterisk. Yeah. Maybe that's, a, right. maybe that's a score. Do you defy the wife to buy it or not? <laughs> What's the, what does the wife say? Yeah. <laughs> wife approved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife, is, wife is three hells to the no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for... And joining me on that little ride, uh, but yeah, I mean that's a neat little plane. And uh, you didn't ask me, but if I had a choice between the yellow or the right, uh, red and white, I'd pick the red and white. I think we're unanimous on that then. Yeah, I was like, yeah. In that case, I'm changing mine to yellow. Okay, just to be different. I'm changing uh, mine to horizon. Blue. Make sure you, you build three times as many whites as yellows. Yeah. <laughs> someday, someday, I'd like to think that there's going to be a company that builds the. The Fitz version, the Terry version, and the Lee version of an aircraft. We'll just, you know, the libraries. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of that, just want to give a shout out to Gary Wright. He's been on the show several times. He had some sort of a, a health um, operation, and he's recovering. Seems like okay, but looks like he was a bit under the weather for a bit. So we just wanted to say, uh, looking out for you. I hope you get well. Maybe be back on a show at some point. Yeah, we, I hope he's not listening now while he's like recovering. Going, I, why are they talking bad about this? <laughs> Don't they understand us? No, Gary, we understand. Well, yeah, we hope you feel better, Gary. Enjoy yeah. your always enjoy your chats and your feedback. They had to switch yeah. out his linear BEC for a SBEC. He's feeling much better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, send us know. We haven't heard a nasty gram. I, I mean, email from you in a while. <laughs> He knows his stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, so what's up next? Uh, Lee can tell us about AMA happenings. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to jump on one, and that's it. Uh, I mentioned it before NASA's uh, Freya was in hiatus, or hiatus, uh, stalled, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> and you can kind of guess, uh, for those of you listening, let me tell you what Fitz is doing. He's doing a little dance, like a and he's jumping up and down, and I think he looks happy. For those of you watching, you already saw the dance, so I don't have to go into any more details. Uh, but the uh, NASA <laughs> Freya was denied twice. And I'm not going to go into the details for that, but we resubmitted again. But, and I want to, and I, I mentioned this on the previous podcast, thanks to the government team with the AMA, we have opened a new pathway for those clubs that are in controlled airspace. Let me repeat that. Only clubs in controlled airspace that have an active letter of agreement with the airport. And there are some that have some older ones, so we couldn't apply it to that because the FAA is changing the the system over to a new uh, authorization Form 7711, for those of you that are pilots and you look up all those regs. But there's this new form to authorize uh, these sites in controlled airspace. The good news is the existing letter of agreement for NASA was solid. And I submitted NASA as my first remote ID exemption 
letter of authorization, and today it was approved. Oh, nice. So you heard it here. So really, what's your first one? This is my first one. Okay, I was wondering about that. All oh, right. So we're That's a big trendsetters. One. And I, I say today, last night I <laughs> I got it, but this morning is when I entered it because it came in late <laughs> last night. But it is extremely good news because yeah. the good part, and this is kind of where I put a little details in there, but you know, the FAA is looking for certain uh problems when we they look at a free like are they flying over roads? Are they flying over power lines? Are they near parks and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the first map we gave the FAA with the map that the letter of letter of authorization, excuse me, the letter of agreement was given had too much area. And we all agreed it was overkill. So the Ellington gave us more space than we actually use. So Ellington field being the nearby airport correct. that you have the LOE with. Correct. Yeah. So when we were doing the FRIA, we had to shrink it down. But what's nice about the remote ID exemption is that it takes the letter of agreement. So now they got it all back. Yes. <laughs> right. I, I used part of the field that you were going to cut off. It's like, oh, man, yeah. I, maybe we should just clarify, you know, the field that I fly at, the NASA club here in Houston, the Johnson Space Center Radio Control Club, has been there for, I don't know, since you know, Neil Armstrong was in diapers or something. But it, it's it's a longstanding club that has... Uh, letters of understandings and agreements from both NASA and the nearby controlled airspace, right on the border of the controlled airspace called Ellington Field. So we've had, we've been flying there forever. We've had permissions from all interested parties Everybody. that, yeah, that's fine that you fly there, no issues. But the FAA had an issue with it. And so we're saying, wait a minute, why are we having an issue with the FAA? But everybody who's there, including another government agency, says well, it's okay for us to fly there. And so as you say, Lee, there's a, a new method for submitting clubs that have a similar situation that our club has that seems to be a better process for that. So when you fly at the NASA site now, you won't have to use a, a RID module, but you Correct. will have to wear an ankle bracelet. Yes. <laughs> you will get branded at the security guard at, right on your forehead. There's a little special brand, JSC Brit now. I, I will add this little caveat because this is important. The exemption only applies to members and its guests. That is something that's worded in the exemption. It applies to members and its guests. The benefit for NASA is that you have to be invited because you have to be yeah. on a guest list. So yeah, it all no works. Public getting in there. <laughs> it yeah. works perfect. Yeah, there's no one going to walk in. So that's that's just an extra bonus for you guys because it works out perfectly. Yeah, we're very much a controlled access club. So again, Lee, thank you so much for your work on that. Uh, uh, when I sent out the note to the fellow club members, everybody was really overjoyed, really happy. So. Yeah, I got a nice email yeah. from Mike Leibel. And it I would also great. say, for those of you listening that uh, have have either submitted your free it and you got it, or if you submitted it and you're waiting, or you haven't done it yet, or in this case, you are in controlled airspace and you need a remote ID exemption, I would highly encourage you to go to the AMA website, modelaircraft.org, look up the government team, look at all the emails for those staff members, and send them a nice thank you, because those are the guys who made this happen. I am just the data entry folk, and yes, I do a little yelling, and yes, I do a little frustration, (laughs) (laughs) beating of my desk, you give me the Freya, Um, but the truth is, the guys who are in the line of fire are the government team, and you need to send them a quick thank you for all their hard work, because... We are making progress. It is sad that some of our clubs are not getting approved, and we're doing our best to keep fighting for them. But uh, the reason why we have, what, maybe 70% of our clubs so far have received them. 
Cover see their free is really? because of their hard work. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. That's good yeah. news. It's about time you gave us some good news. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not me. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, I did order a uh, RID module. It's on oh, you back should. order, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm gonna just have it just because if I need it yeah. for some other. Mine's been backordered for three months. And in fact, I'll throw this in here as a little special bonus. This <laughs> is free, guys. You don't have to be a Patreon user. But I was in an FAA meeting where we had an open discussion. I opened this mouth <laughs> with some staff. And I just, I just happened to say, guys, I want you to know I'm in this hobby. I reordered my remote ID three months ago. I still don't have it. You got to understand that there are people who want to, you know, abide by the rules, but we can't because we can't get the items. I said, it's yeah. hard to blame that on the hobbyists. So, yeah, well, the speaking of devils, as we're recording right now, I just got a message from our buddy Phil Hinkle, who said he did get his module today, and uh, mm-hmm. looks to be working for him. So maybe yours is going to arrive soon. Lee. You know, I'm getting it because I'm I'm interested in it, and I'm not going to try to buy fifty of them. Yeah, but I also want to add this. Here's another little note, little Lee Ray note. This was on the interwebs. A gentleman posted on his club's site that it was a, did you know that uh, you have to have, or you have to use your remote ID module if you bought one and registered it? I was like, no, you no, don't. And he was like, well, he, he was telling the members, he says, don't go, don't buy the remote ID modules or you'll have to use them. And I'm like, no, I think you misunderstood. So I had to explain to him why standard and remote ID modules are different and that if you buy a, we're just going to say a drone, like a Mavic 3 that has it already in there, then yes, you will have to add it to your registration. And when you fly it, it's going to be on automatically. There's nothing you can do. So if you're in a Freya club, it's going to run anyway. No big deal because you don't have to do anything because you've already registered it. Um, but no, if you buy a Sky a Spectrum Sky ID and you have it and you're flying it a free, you do not have to put it in an airplane. You do, even if you've registered it with that particular aircraft, you do not have to turn it on. So I know it sounds like common knowledge, but this gentleman was giving misinformation and maybe someone out there has heard it or if they have other people talking about it, you know, experiment if you want, get a couple because there's a chance you might go to an event where that unfortunately that club didn't either, didn't get a free or maybe you're just going to visit a friend. So having one will, will not hurt. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to order one, too. Big regimen. Yeah. Not because I like it. And my handle says it all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of us like it (laughs) at all. It does. I mean, I... (laughs) All right, let's move on before I start having the... (laughs) Let's do a happy note. (laughs) Yeah, let's... Yay, NASA. Yay, JSC. All right. Hey. Do you want to keep talking? You went on a little trip recently, Lee. I went to the north. <laughs> That's not the, the north. north. <laughs> Fort Worth. <laughs> I went north. <laughs> north or? I drove for hours, <laughs> which I did. Four hours to the north uh, for Fort Worth. Uh, my son was going to a birthday party, which was an, taking place in an outdoor airsoft uh, facility, way up north near uh, Flower Mound. Do you know where that is, Fitz? Wait. Your high school age son went to a destination birthday party Mm -hmm. four hours away. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So if there's any parents listening out there. (laughs) Do you need some more? There's more. 
these are our former neighbors who are really good friends. With oh, our okay. They moved away okay. to Dallas and, and he and our neighbor kid, they're still great friends. So yes, it was worth it. And, uh, anyway, so I drove him there, dropped him off and I hauled it back down to the greater Southwest Aero club, which is, uh, it's not Arlington. It's North of Arlington. It's, I mean, I think it's still Fort Worth, but North of Arlington, uh, great little club. Oh yeah. yeah. They have their free, yeah. We'll just add that in there. And, uh, Michael Rosnick and I joined up. I asked if he could invite me, please be his guest. And we hung out and I took some photos. I think I posted them on our page. Did I not? On RC Roundtable? Pretty I sure. Some photos somewhere. Yeah. I, some. and I know I posted some on our Greater Southwest uh, Facebook page and had a great time. Flew my Tiger Cat, had a blast, uh, took my Timber X, had that sucker hadn't flown in several months. So enjoyed that. One, two, stop. Three, yes, sir. You in the I back? have a question. You yes. talked about your Tiger Cat. I forget which Tiger Cat you have. Is it the FMS or the Flightline? Uh, Flightline. Okay. Yeah. And you did some that. mods to it. I did the motor and landing gear upgrade. Same things okay. I did to the P thirty eight. All right, just hotter motors. Hotter motors, uh, Oleo gears, Oleo struts. Oh, the stock ones don't spring. Hard at plastic. All? Nope. Hmm. So really right. enjoy that plane. And it fits in the back of my Suburban Complete, which oh, is really nice. Well, yeah. well, I've got a, you know. I know what you have the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nice. Yeah. So, That's not a flex. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also took my uh, twin, my twin otter, my twatter. Which one? The mini mini or the hot the, rod? The hot rod. Okay, Nice. And I had a blast. And so thanks, Michael, for inviting me. I met some nice club members. And this is where I'll segue into. Uh, so I went there to go investigate because I'm going back this Saturday with this guy. Oops, I'm, this guy right there. <laughs> Fitz and I are heading back to Dallas or excuse me, Fort Worth. I, that's that's like the bad thing to say. When, you, when you're going to Fort Worth, you right. can't say you're going to Dallas. No. So <laughs> I'm heading back to Fort Worth. The uh, club has their Toys for Tots uh, coming up here. Let me show you their little screen here. So they have a Toys Wait. for Tots. Oops, and I lost it there. there I just it. realized, does that mean we have to bring a, do we need to bring a model to fly or anything like that? Or You have to bring a toy. Oh. Okay. So. So the Toys for Tots is this Saturday, two o'clock. Uh, excuse me, nine to one o'clock, December second, at uh, again the Greater Southwest Air Modelers. This I don't know if the podcast will come out by then. Cross our fingers. And uh, but here's the thing. Here's the deal. I'm there for work because the AMA has been working with Wing. You guys know this because you got to experience it at AirVenture. Oh, that's right. To get a demo, right? Right. So Wing yeah. came out, hung out with us. They sponsored the flying RC flying out there at AirVenture. And we got to hang out with Adam Woodworth, who is the CEO, and see some of his stuff fly, his toaster and so forth. But we got to see a couple of demos of their drone delivery. Well, what's nice here is that uh, Adam has been talking with the AMA and said, you know, he really would like to reach out to some of the clubs, the local clubs, to share with them what they're doing, but also let them know that their goal is to avoid flying over our airfields. Like, Frias are tagged on their map to go away from. Do not trespass. Move around. Circumnavigate. <laughs> you know? So, so we are visiting with Wing because they have a headquarters in Dallas. 
and oh, they're going to cool. bring a team out there to oh, have a display. That. I don't think they're going to be doing a live demonstration, but they're going to have a display. And this is the fun part. Uh, Fitz, they've invited us to go see their headquarters after the Toys for Tots event. Oh, well, that's new news. Yes. So, All right. And since oh. I'm your ride, you're stuck. I'm stuck <laughs> with you, huh? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> so, <laughs> How long did it take to walk from Fort Worth then? Uh, <laughs> Just in time for our next podcast. <laughs> so anyway, we'll uh, we'll have some of that information uh, shared on the AMA Facebook page and social media channels. And I'm looking forward to chatting with them because that's kind of the friendship we need with companies that are drone deliveries. We all have our comments and pros and cons. Uh, mine has always been I love that they can take the place or take human uh, risk factors out of certain projects like helicopter search and rescue. And I love the fact that they deliver medicines or organs and stuff like that. Um, so they know that they can do that. And so I know that wing already works with, gosh, darn it. I forgot the country, but I know they do like pre- prescriptions delivery. And I really like that. So I support that a hundred percent. And so it'd be neat to go talk with these people and learn more about what they're doing. But I know that they have, a couple of companies they work for in Dallas. So we need to see what that's all about. I, I don't, unless you know, Fitz, I have not heard of any drone delivery operating in Houston yet. Do you? No, negative. Terry, anything up there? Not that I'm aware of, no. But I do think that's an interesting point you bring up that so much of what we've heard from these drone delivery companies and the advocates and what is the AUVSI, the, the different, Groups, commercial drone alliance—that's the one. So many of them seem to be saturated with people who aren't interested in modeling at all and have no regard for our concerns. Wing appears to be an outlier because Adam Woodworth, who you mentioned, definitely a lifer, um, cool guy. So I knew him well before he was part of Wing. So it's good to know that they have that mentality and they're trying to to play nice. Yeah. So. And what's nice is I've, I talked to a couple of the guys there and, you know, told them what was going to be happening and they were very interested. In fact, one, <laughs> this not entirely drone delivery, but it is, well, it is drone delivery, but let me get to the, the final part <laughs> of that. He, um, I don't know if it's his son or if it's a relative, he works for a military agency that actually flies target drones on the West mm-hmm. Coast. So he goes in and he flies the target. And I think his skill is being able to, if they're not knocked out of the sky, to return them and land. Like mm. that's his talent to be able to fly them or line of sight, line them and so forth. But the fact is he makes a lot of money doing that. <laughs> so I was like, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> can we, is there anything on the, in the Gulf Coast that I can shoot down? That'd be awesome. <laughs> but he, but he was interested and he goes, yeah, my, you know, he, he's way into it. And he does that. So I think, you know, there is a need for BVLOS stuff and uh, just hope it's not, you know, taco cupcakes. delivery. Yeah. Or, or cupcakes. Yeah. Sushi. Yeah. I, uh, that just makes me sad. You mean tacos? Tacos? Tacos. <laughs> tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> I'll keep, I'll keep y'all posted. I'll share the information and let you know how that goes. And of course, Fitz will too. Yeah. So is Adam going to be there? No. Okay. I think Adam recently moved out of state, so I think he's somewhere else, and I don't know if I'm liberty to say so. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. 
All right, cool. So I suspect next time we'll have a report on all of that. Yeah. Right. Oh, let you of course. fly one of the the delivery drones. No, they 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 did mention they're not going to be in the air. Oh, and that's by regulatory processes. Like they have to have approval for launching stuff, and like anyway, no. Well, I wonder if there are any. And we'll have to ask Adam about this. Any early prototypes that aren't automated that you could just hook up a regular transmitter and go fly? Let's see mm. if we can bring those to AirVenture next year. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they tell, just love tell that. Tell them to bring four or five. Yeah. And and paint them different colors and put different numbers on them, and then we'll start a track. There you go. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. All right. So what's next? Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. Fitz, we need to bring planes with us too so you got to bring stuff to fly okay okay thank you for answering that <laughs> uh grass right if i remember correctly they're are they still grass or they have a tar, um tarp it's grass. tarmac it's grass. okay it's been years since i've been to that field <laughs> okay i'll bring something capable of grass stuff fitz are you twiddling something it's like Maybe. the bottom of your screen has this flashy thing that I can't decide if my screen's going nuts or. Does that, does that distract you? Yeah. Does that no, distract no, you? I... Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like a cat with a ball of, ball of yarn. A laser pointer. Yeah. There you go. So what Can else is on our list? Well, I think we were going to cover um, our workshop updates and I'm sure we all have some because we haven't talked about that in depth in a while. I'm going to check so what did you start? Um, I could, if you want. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's what's next. Um, so the only thing in my workshop that's been updated is my workshop. I've been doing a lot of work in there lately, trying to get it organized and make it permanent, really. So I've got so much stuff that's been boxed for years that I haven't really organized, just kind of thrown together. And then when I was moving, I tried to pack stuff in an organized way, but then you get towards the end and there's lots of odds and ends. You just throw them anywhere that there's spare room. So I've got a lot of boxes that I'm not exactly sure everything that's in there that I haven't unpacked yet. And I've just got a lot of stuff in general that I finally want to get organized and put away in a reasonable way. And I'm not sure I mentioned this before, but I have another workbench since you guys were here. When y'all were here in the summer, I had the four by eight workbench on casters that I've had since probably 2002 or two, yes, even earlier. Yeah. yeah. And that's moved with me you know, all around the country. Um, but I picked up another four by eight workbench here. So I've got two side by side. Um, so I can work on several things at the same time. All right, yeah. I want to jump back to about your workbench because, you know, again, for news people who haven't heard, uh, and we've showed pictures of this, but something that Terry does that's very unique with his workbench is that when he moves, he flips it upside down, puts walls around it, and then uses it as a shipping container. And Not quite. I, I don't but, flip it. I don't have to flip it. I just have to don't? take. Yeah, I have to take it apart though, because I can't get it out of the basement or wherever it is. So I, I take it apart, then I take it out to the garage or wherever, put it back together, and put sides on it, plywood sides. Then I can fill it like a crate. And then when I get to where I'm going, I do the opposite. And it's a royal pain in the fanny. And I'm not doing it again. 
So forget I said anything. <laughs> but well, if I were to well, if I were to use my tables, I'd flip them upside down, pack them with stuff, put the walls on, and and what do you call it? What's that uh, cellophane or something? Oh, right. know, the wrap. Yeah, that wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the point of that is, I'm not planning to move again. Three moves in the last ten years, and I'm done. I'm staying here in Green Bay for a while, knocking on wood. All right. So. So anyway, there's that. I got a new workbench. And you guys might remember there's a set of stairs that go from the workshop into the garage. And in the workshop side, that was just bare studs. And so I added pegboard all along that. So that whole wall is pegboard, kind of a triangular shape as it goes up the steps, minus an area to access under the steps, which is a lot of good storage area. So several big sheets of pegboard and then three coats of paint to make it white. And I've this week started putting pegs in there and hanging up all the stuff that I've got. Did you get white pegboard? I thought they sold it as white. They do, but I got a really good deal on this pegboard that. Oh, okay. When I found it on Facebook Marketplace. Ah, oh, yeah, sorry. You're the Facebook whisperer. Yeah. So it was, uh, I think it just said it was brown or maybe, oh, no, they were actually like an antique white. They were off white. And so I went to get it and they were in a barn. So they weren't mildewed, but they were, they were musty. They had been in this barn for a while. And so I'd let them air out in my garage for several weeks and they're fine. Now I haven't noticed any smell in the workshop, but when I put them in there, the off white color, just, it wasn't doing, it was just kind of dingy. So I got some paint and I, it took three coats. I bought the cheapest paint I could find and then regretted it. I should have bought some good paint the first time. (laughs) So it, it took three coats. And pegboard's a little bit difficult to paint because if you use a brush, it fills in the holes and then you got to go back and unclog oh, yeah. the holes. If you use a roller, it, it seems to work okay. But uh, anyway, so I did that and I've been having fun hanging stuff on the pegs. I had a few pegs already and I'm like, I'm going to need more. So I went on Amazon, bought a hundred and I was surprised. I went through a hundred pegs like that. So then when I went and bought 50 more, thinking, all right, that'll cover me. Nope, I used up the last of those 50 today. And I've got just a few more things I want to hang up. So it's very deceptive. It's like, well, I demand when you're done that you move your laptop into that room because I want to see that as your background. Yeah, um, I'd like to do that. My Mm. only concern is that that's where the the water heaters and the house heater, all that stuff is. So if one of those kicks on, there's going to be some background noise. But if y'all can live with that, then go get one of those microphones that those sports announcers use when they're on the field. You know, they're just, no, they're just so close. And it doesn't oh. pick up any noise on the field. It's just, just them. But the Jim Cantori signature microphone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot microphone. Yeah. So, so I've been working on that and we've got the Ikea shelves. I forget what they're called, but it's just the square shelves or they have a bunch of square cubes in them. I think everybody's got some somewhere. That's another thing we've been moving around the country since Houston. We've got a few different ones and I've inherited them. So I've moved those in my shop and I just happened from one of my recent lot purchases up here. It came with some plastic bins. They were probably designed for those Ikea shelves. It fits right in. It's like a 13 by 13 square fits right in. And I had eight of those and I've got, cubbies for several more and i looked up the model numbers of these plastic bins can't find them anywhere so it'd be nice if i could find just a whole rack of those but i don't think it's going to happen so i've got a mishmash of different 
shelving units within those bins, but it'll be fine. But I'm, I'm getting organized. I'm getting all that stuff put away rather than having my brushless motors in three different places. I want to have my brushless motors in one place. Props are still going to be scattered because I've got some that are in package that are on pegs and then some that are just loose. And But anyway, I'm, I'm creeping towards a little bit of organization and it takes a heck of a lot longer than I ever thought it would. But it, it's actually kind of fun because I'm, like I said, I'm opening up these boxes that I, that haven't opened since I've been here and rediscovering stuff I forgot about. Mm. Mini Christmas. Yeah, kind of. So. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I actually plan on doing that too over the Christmas holidays is to go through and start organizing stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> More organized. Oh, unfortunately, I don't have the wall space for pegboards like you do. That's the only thing. I'm going to do drawers and containers. Well, since you're in Houston, I assume your garage has studs on it. Rather than drywall. Yeah, it studs. Why can't you put it there? Have you not seen pictures of his garage? <laughs> you can't <laughs> see the wall there. You can't see the forest for the trees. Is it, yeah, I can't get to the walls. The walls yeah, are, are exactly. crammed. <laughs> what, what Fitz needs is a TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. He just needs to put a TARDIS in the corner of the room and put everything in the TARDIS. Yes, <laughs> definitely something that's bigger on the inside. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that would just be perfect. I think he would be the happiest hobbyist to have this little TARDIS that's in the garage and then just walk in and do the workshop. Multi-dimensional garage. I do. I'm like, running out of space. I need, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, here's something I'm to consider. Push. What's that? For If you need pegboard for hanging stuff, what I was originally going to do and then change my mind was build something on casters that I could just move from area to area to wherever is convenient. Just right. I don't know, three feet wide, six feet tall, pit pegboard on each side, and just move it around as you need to. I saw something like that when we were up. Where were we, Lee? We went to the museum. Was it Dallas? We went up somewhere to, and we got the the to tour a workshop as part of a museum. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, it was in Dallas. It was yeah, we went to go see the Commemorative Air Force Museum. Yeah, and it had there. something like that, Terry. I was I was actually oogling it quite a bit. It was basically sort of you know those sandwich boards. It's kind of a sandwich board thing, pegboard, yeah. uh, and on casters, and they had tools and stuff. It was really quite nice. And I said, oh, that's a, that's a nice idea for something like that. Yeah. And they had uh, some nice stuff like that at the uh, air at the uh, EAA museum too in the workshop. Okay. Mm. You know, if you get on Facebook Marketplace, you might even find something like that pre-built, like a store fixture. That, you know, tell for a store that's tell them Terry sent you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll give you I my did, code. I did go to, <clears throat> is it Kohl's? Of all places, had these nice roll-around drawer things that I, I picked up. It's got about uh, half a dozen drawers on it. It's fairly tall. It's on casters, and you can roll it around. It's got a platform on the very top. And mm. that's been really nice. It's tough to have be able to roll around and i got another thing from michael's that's similar but it doesn't have drawers it's basically a roll around but it has it actually has a kind of couple of sort of pegs on one side not a peg board mm. but it's actually pegs that you can hang stuff on um and uh three um almost shells but they're they have high walls semi high you know maybe about three inches high walls on it and a thing in the top as well. That's actually been quite useful. And it's got a little thing on the side for, I can throw tools and pens and stuff in it and it rolls around. And that's been also very handy. Oh, it's kind of also holds, um, um, paper towels. It's got oh, a nice. paper towel holder on it. And that's been really handy. It's, been, it's really nice. 
Uh, and so I have one of those. So that's been real handy for when I'm working on stuff to have a roll around tool rack that I can, mm -hmm. I can carry with me. And easy access to. So nice. I'm slowly trying to get stuff more organized, but we'll see. Yeah, that reminds me that when I first started this organization, I found somebody selling, I assume it was from a store display, it's just a wire rack, and it has like 100 pegs built into it. And it was mm. two of them, and they can attach to each other. So in the end, it's like three feet wide by six feet long, and I can I nailed it to one of the rafters in the workshop. So that's where all my Dubro stuff is. Like I've got one section that's just Dubro, and that wall where I added the pegboard is kind of everything else. And to be fair, a lot of that stuff that's on the pegboard is things I'll never use, but I, I think they're fun to have. Um, yeah. Like nice the, I've got an old uh, yeah. like 550 motor that was in a package and I just need stuff like that. But a lot of it is stuff that I will use too. And I, go ahead. I, I have a pegboard in my garage, not in my workshop, but in my garage. And I was like, I'll, I'll have a little tool workbench and it, I, it worked out fine for four months. And then I just put junk on it. And then I yeah. don't remember what's on the pegboard. I have not used that pegboard to its fullest. It's been, yeah. it's a very sad pegboard. <laughs> so yeah. some people can do it. I, I'm not one of them. I remember seeing a video by your buddy, uh, Terry, uh, Adam tested guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Adam Savage. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Savage. That's it. Thank you. I can remember his last name. <clears throat> and he had, he was a big advocate, says, you know. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. He said some like drawers where tools go to die or something like that. And so he was a big proponent <laughs> of the, that roll around tool carrier <clears throat> as well. And so you put to do your most used tools on a roll around carrier and then make easy for easy access and they're not in a drawer somewhere and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm thinking that now because I have the two workbenches rather than having two sets of tools that I can have the roll around carrier. Cause I've got a thing like you're talking about on the casters. So maybe I'll keep the tools I use most on that and I can just go back and forth. So, and one last thing about my workshop about the same time about that wire rack, I just happened across a thing on Facebook marketplace. I have no idea what its original purpose was, but is a a frame with I'm made by with two by four, something like that. And it's probably three feet wide at the bottom, a little over six feet tall. And about every 10 inches, there's a quarter inch dowel or three inch dowel sticking out of it. So you can picture an A-frame and then the dowel sticking out. I went and picked that up and it is perfect for storing wings and fuselages. And I can fit I don't know, 20 different things on there. I had built something like that, that I was already using the same basic idea, but it was just one-sided and had it mounted against a wall. So I've got that, but it would hold not nearly as many things. So now I've, I've got both of those and I'm set. So I'm kind of thinking, you might have given me an idea because I'm, I'm looking for new ways of storing some of my planes and I may have to take some of them and store them in layers, uh, you know, like hang a plane, but one plane above another plane kind of thing. Mm, okay. And yeah. I'm wondering if I could, is there something I could, not that I have the laser cutter, I wonder if I could use that to build some cradles or something that I could easily clone and spit out that I could, because I, I, didn't, um, uh, that hobby shop that was near the Radical RC, didn't they sell some sort of hanging system? The hobby Lobby used to sell one. I thought Radical um, did Radical too. Well, you know, we thought Radical had shut down. I saw a post the other day that suggested they're still open. 
Really? So we'll, we'll have to look mm-hmm. into that. And maybe yeah. under new ownership, I'm not sure of it. Okay. It's, we ran into that company that sold hooks, like garage hooks, uh, at the Richardson Swap Meet. Do you remember that? That's hook? right. Store yeah. plane, is that it? I think it is. Yes. I had talked to him a little bit. I wonder. Okay. Go watch so, our video. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, was, I just wanted something I could do kind of homemade because, you know, I have a whole bunch of them. You know, it's not like I need one or two. I probably need a dozen or so. Um, and so, so I, I can. I've got a few different things that I've built for storing planes that I don't want to separate the wings and fuselages. Yeah. So I can send you pictures of that and you can see if any of those will work. Yeah. Send me some pictures. Send me some ideas. Cause I, cause I have a fairly tall ceiling and rafters, so I can hang stuff. Okay. So I just yeah, need these. Yeah. They both depend on accessible rafters. Yeah. So I just need to consolidate what's hanging up and get some more room. Yeah. Yeah. I got to take the, uh, the project car is now holding up airplanes. So I need to get <laughs> it cleaned off. <laughs> it's a very expensive shelf. Yes, yes. I don't want to do that. I, you know, told, when I got it, I said, no, nah, it's not going to be holding up airplanes and it's holding up airplanes. So no, I, I got it. Got to change that. Anyways. Uh, so sorry. All right. That's it for me. Uh, it's been all workshop stuff. When I get to a point where I'm ready to start working again, I've got the electro streak I need to finish. And then I'm moving on to the big SR models Eindecker. This is the Eindecker. Yeah. Hold me to all it. Right. Yep. Get her done. All right, that's it for me, you guys. Go ahead, Fitz. Want to go? Okay, I've been multitasking, parallel processing, a few things. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, Speaking of Eindecker, I also got a big project myself. If you remember, I know Lee remembers, back at the Round Top event a few years ago, I won an airplane. I don't remember you talking oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was the CY Models uh, Bearcat from uh, the local guys. Um, R- was it RC Warbirds? I'm going to mess up their name. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's called RC Warbirds Strengths something. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'd like to give them a shout out because they were so nice to donate it for the prize, and I'm messing up their <laughs> – Lee, can you look it up? They're called? <clears throat> You can give them a link. Well, anyways, this is really nice. It's a fiberglass fuselage, fully sheeted wings and tail, uh, 90-something inches, if I remember correctly, and electric retracts it came with. I mean, this is not oh, a slouch wow. of an aircraft. Yeah, it's really, really nice. And, you know, it's, 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 it's some real money if you wanted to buy one. And it's been sitting on top of the car for a while. <laughs> and, you know, I realized, hey, wait a minute, I'm kind of – the workbench is kind of clear. I've got a few planes I need still need to fly and do some finish up some reviews on, but there's nothing actively on the bench. I said, and I looked at this plane and it's looked at the manual. And it's really not much to putting it together. It's like, you know, remember, I just, since the holidays are coming up, let me just throw this on the bench and start working on it, get it done. So I started working on that uh, a couple of nights ago. I've got the servos in the wings and uh, actually I think the wings are pretty much done. Uh, retracts are mounted. Mostly, uh, there's some fine-tuning I had to do for it. And uh, I just, just got to get the tail on and mount the engine and fuel tank. And it really shouldn't take that long to get into the air. So is and it pre-finished? It's pre-finished. It's even got the livery already applied. Nice. <laughs> That's always uh, good as long as it's done correctly. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, um, I can actually show a picture if... For those watching on YouTube, um, 
I think it's Warbird models. Ah, Warbird. Is it Warbird models? Okay. You see it now? There it is. Yeah. Says I'm sharing. Okay, there you go. So it's all navy blue with some white and red striping and that kind of stuff. All that stuff was already applied and taken out of the box. Cool. Uh, so and here's you know, you know there's a messy the current picture now. Servos are in, retracts are in, and uh, got some stuff gluing, drying at the, as we speak. And so uh, hopefully I get a chance to work on it. Where's the radio? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say if you guys remember, I have that. Uh, Sato, Saito, three-cylinder radio Sato. engine that's going to be in there. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Um, I forgot, I think it's a was it a ninety cc if I remember correctly. So yeah, it'll be it'll fit right in a cow. Cow got plenty of space, so I don't have to cut out any holes or anything for it, which, which is will be real nice. So that's pretty snazzy. Uh, also, using? Um, some high techs I had some kind of new old stock I had laying around. Just HS fifty fives. No, yeah, no, no. These craft. are these are high tech heavy duty ones, but yeah, nothing. Craft nothing linear service. Yeah. Craft <laughs> escapements. Uh, so that's on the workbench. I got another thing. Well, hold up, hold up. What do they talk about that uh, color scheme at all oh, on the Bearcat? I don't know if it was ever used in the military, but I remember as a kid going to air shows, and there was a privately owned Bearcat that had that feature where the bars of the stars and bars wrapped around like pinstripes. And you know, I don't know. I never, I did a quick look, but I didn't, don't know if that is a privately owned one or was this part of the, the um, blue angels. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think it was owned by Howard Pardue at the time. I don't know oh, whatever okay. happened to it or him, but yeah, that struck out at me that, that, that looks familiar mm, and slightly unique. Um, you can actually see my. I don't know if you can see my mouse or not. Can you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there is that little carrier I was talking about. You can barely see it, but you can see some glue sticking up and some. I'm holding my. Tray. Oh yeah. Um. So I assume there's retracts on Ooh, Infinity okay. Windows. I assume those retracts on the Bearcat are just standard retracts. They don't do the crazy break like a full scale Bearcat does. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, they're just regular ninety degree or eighty yeah. degree retracts, something like that. Okay, so nothing fancy. Yeah. They do have oleo struts on them. They're, they're pretty oh, nice, nice for what they are, and they're electric, and mm-hmm. they're quite nice. Um, they need a retract controller. Interestingly enough, that has its own power supply, mm-hmm. uh, and they move kind of right. nice and slow, which I kind of like. Uh, let's see. Uh, I took my canine out to an event the other the other week. Some kids cool. looking at the inside of it. Uh, got it up and running. We had a little mini fair or something like that. So, um, a boat. I'm sorry, this is a terrible picture of it. So, in my plastic model club, we had a member who had passed away, and uh, he had some models and stuff that, that they were kind of the 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 uh, his daughter said, "Hey, you want some of these models and stuff?" And this guy was a really good modeler. And so I went over and I saw this boat. I think it is a flower class Corvette. And when I saw it, my first thought is, I wonder if I can make this RC. So um, I took it home with me, and I had to disassemble it a little bit. Uh, you don't really see it in the picture. But um, this deck here, I was actually able to pop it off. And so now I've accessed the interior. 
So some parts just came in today. So I'm going to put in a drive shaft and a motor. I just found an old DC motor handling around in the, in the shell, in the, in the, whatchamacallit. I actually had to pop up the, the part of the deck too, so I can get to the rudder. So I'll be doing an RC conversion of this model, which is fairly large. It's probably 18 inches or so for a plastic models. It's a good size. Yeah. Beautifully detailed. This guy did really good work. As you can see, it's weathered and got some nice stuff on it. Uh, and it'd be really cool for my boat floats just to have this thing kind of round. It's got a gun on the front, so I believe it's a flower class Corvette, if I remember correctly. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's on the workbench. Um, that's only two pictures. I thought I only had, okay, yeah. So that's real cool. Yeah, um, let me stop sharing. There we go. Uh, one other thing. Speaking of ships, I've got another ship I'm working on. A plastic model. This one will not be RC. This is, I'm actually building this for somebody else. They asked uh, somebody um, that is a member of our makerspace. He's, this is the Battleship Texas. Huh. That was, that's, it was currently in dry dock being restored. And he's, is part of that restoration effort. And he says, Hey, I've got a model of the ship Texas. Can, can somebody build it for us so we can display it in our office? And, um, I said, oh, well, sure, I've got lots of free time. Well, it's funny because at first I was avoiding saying yes. It's like, "Ah, no, I don't want to take another project. But nobody said yes, and I felt bad for him. So I said, okay, let me me take a look at it, uh, and I'll see if I can do it. As long as I have, you know, don't expect it anytime too soon. I'll do work on it. But but the thing, um, do you know photo etches? Are you familiar with photo etch parts? Uh So this thing's got a lot a photo etch parts for the railings, for parts of the guns you can see here, uh, for all kinds of stuff. And so I've been spending most of my time applying bits of photo etch to the superstructure if I had to focus. So all that, all that gold or, you know, whatever copper color you see, if it won't quite focus, photo etched, all teeny tiny railings, ladders, some things I got to fold, radar dishes, it's just, it's crazy how much photo etch. I have a whole new appreciation for ship modelers doing this because it's just very, it's not hard, but it's very, very tedious. And I, it's to the point where I made a funny, I don't know if you guys saw it, a um, uh, YouTube shorts of me trying to apply one of the photo etch and failing for half a dozen times until <laughs> <laughs> I got it into position. Uh, but it's neat. And it's, it's real fun. It'll be fun to get this thing painted and done. Uh, so that's, so while I'm not editing videos, building Bearcats and so forth, I'll tinker with that as well. Or that pesky day job. And that pesky day job. Oh man, man. This week has been meeting Palooza, but yeah. So, so what adhesive do you use on the photo etch parts? I use medium CA. All right. Yeah. Since it's, um, you can't use regular cement like um i mean it's different things most people settle on medium ca it's the best all-around thing to use it dries reasonably fast and it's easy to apply um since you know you're gluing metal to plastic uh, of course the plastic plastic i use plastic cement dusty weld type cement uh-huh. all right lee you're up can i bring in a pinch hitter <laughs> sure uh, all I have or all I've accomplished is I 
in 3D printed a. <laughs> it just feels humiliating. I cannot draw CAD stuff. I've been talking with Fitz about Fusion 360, and I just can't wrap my head around it. I feel like I have to have a special <laughs> tool or something or a special keyboard to manipulate the stuff. And I just I had to give I had to give up and go back to Tinkercad and <laughs> just you know work with work <laughs> with blocks. That's yeah. a baby's boy. I, I'm not kidding you, man. As I was just it was ready to throw the stuff out the window. Uh, but I did. I 3D and I did this before with the 337. But I recreated a battery tray for the P47, my Seagull P47. And I'm not patting myself on the back for coming up with a unique idea, but the tray that's there is, I say universal because the plane is built for gas or fuel or battery. And the battery method is just using Velcro straps, which it's hard because you have to, dig really deep in there and it's really difficult to manipulate the straps while the battery's so far forward and i used the lightning holes or the, actually these little uh, ovals i don't know if you've seen them in other kits um, but the see the seagull tray has several little oval cutouts for this tray mm, yeah, yeah. for yeah. straps and i use them as the locking sections for my battery tray so similar to the morgan mills uh, i don't think you guys have either one but i have it uh the morgan mills has little uh, l notches in the bottom of the tray so when you push it down you go forward it locks underneath so it can't come up and then you have a little tab that keeps it from moving so i just followed that idea and so i made a 3d printed battery tray my new 6s 6000 milliamp pack fits in there it doesn't shift, and all I have to do now is decide whether I'm going to use a screw, uh, you know, like a one screw to go through the back to just like put a nut through the other side through the plywood so it keeps it from shifting, or maybe come up with like a pin method, something that might be easier so I can quickly remove it and leave it in the plane versus a screw. I mean, the screw is pretty secure. It's what I did for the 337. So, but that's it. I mean, the tray's done. It's the battery's in. So I'm happy with that. It'll make uh, flying that sucker a lot easier. Or maintaining the you know, flying is fine. <laughs> it's just swapping the batteries out. And uh, the best part is if I need another tray, I just push, print me a damn tray and move on. <laughs> what material did you use? Pet G. Okay. P E T G, Pet G. We're going to have that pronunciation. Too. No, I would say Pet G. <laughs> That's some stringy stuff, too. Huh. Crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, it works fine. It's supposed to be better than PLA. Although the, you know, I don't know the PLA plus that I've printed, I don't know, is held up as just as well as PETG supposed to. But this stuff is supposed to be a little bit more flexible, so it didn't uh, crack or snap. Uh, okay. So there you go. That's my that was my only project out there in the workshop. It's, no. it's more heat resilient too. So you haven't made progress on the Cessna three three seven? Nope, still in pieces. I have not had time. Really not had time. What with saving the hobby and all? Yeah. <laughs> Fighting forest fires. Uh, res- rescuing cats from trees. Yeah, it's been pretty busy. I'm going to send but you a cape. I, I I swear Fitz must just have a clone or something that he just you know keeps in the corner. That's what know? I was thinking. Yeah, because I don't know how he can get so much stuff done. It's amazing. How do you know you're not talking to the clone now? Um, I'm actually know. in the workshop doing I stuff. Guess the, I guess we just need to find out how he says words, and then we'll know the difference. <laughs> one of them says livery, one says livery. Or one day, 
the character on the show will remember somebody's name. We'll know it's an imposter. Yeah. Elron or Aileron. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that bad. <laughs> That's it. All right, Sorry. cool. So I I think it's a big that's it. Yeah, we got we're at the end of the list. About. Yeah, we made our list. We've kept it under two and a half hours. <laughs> All right, progress. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for your support. <laughs> All right, well, any last thoughts? Yeah, we teased last time about a giveaway. So I th- we decided we're going to continue to tease until that's nailed down pretty solid. So bear with us. It's coming. Yep. It's coming. Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two? Is it going to be three? You'll That's, find out. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Great. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I hope I win. <laughs> <laughs> we should have, an, we should have enough information. The next broadcast, next uh, podcast, we should have solid plans for our next giveaway. And we'll do that live. If you want sure. to. Sure. I think yeah. we should do it for a live show. So let's do that. Let's plan to okay. do a live show in the next one or two episodes because we're the end of the year is coming up, boys. That's right. So yeah, Real Christmas quick. giveaway. That's even better. All right. Well, we gotta do it before right. Christmas so we have time to ship it so they can put it under right. their tree. Christmas time, Christmas yeah, season giveaway. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Our holiday we'll spectacular. On ice. <laughs> I could actually live up to that. I don't know about you guys. The lake out back froze over starting yesterday. So oh, wow. I wouldn't do walk people, on it yet, but it's frozen. Do people do people ice skate on it or anything like that? Um I haven't seen people skate on it yet, but I heard when uh, years ago when neighbor kids were younger, they used to set up a hockey rink every year. Have, oh, cool. Yeah. But yep. Yeah, people walk across it, fish on it, whatever. Good times. All right, right, Fitz, take us out of here. All right. See ya. Bye. Oh, you want more words? Okay. If you don't mind. (laughs) All right. That wraps things up, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on uh, this fine episode of RC Roundtable. As I said in the beginning, you can contact us at contact at rcroundtable.com. Send us any information. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to subscribe. And, you know, besides that, pronunciation, <laughs> full size yeah. cheater holes. Were there any other questions we asked? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Well, anyways, if you're watching us on YouTube, please like subscribe. If you're listening to us to on uh, any type of podcasting, please give us a thumbs up or five stars or whatever they six stars. Six Three stars. Goals. Yes, we went all the stars. Give us give us extra stars, no matter how you do it. Cheat. Log into different accounts. Give us an extra stars. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your enemies. We don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that about wraps things up. We just love you guys hanging in with us. And uh, we will see you next time with some more glorious things from the Republic of the RRC Roundtable. See you later. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com. That's where you will find all of our podcast episodes. You can also find a little bit of background information about the show host and leave comments and suggestions about the show. There are links to a few of our favorite vendors and also links to our various social media accounts. Thank you for watching and listening.